Nevada over any other place. I'll take Nevada, the land of the great escape. Ain't no way one day I will say I shoulda, coulda, had a. You're gonna live in just one place. I'll take the better. All right, listeners, by now you know what that theme song means. That's right, it's another episode of Nevada Magazine, the talk show. We're talking about Nevada Magazine, our state-endorsed publication, the best state publication throughout the entire United States of America, in yours truly's opinion, is Nevada Magazine. And we also have a talk show here as part of America Matters Media. Let me tell you how you can get involved. You can come join us. We're at the Reno Town Mall and get behind a microphone with any questions or comments you may have. Also, it gives you the opportunity to actually pick up a copy of this publication 100% free, thanks to the association with Nevada Magazine. And remember, if you want to call in with questions, that local number is 775-827-8900. Toll free, that number is 855-790-TALK. Again, it's 855-790-8255. Joining us today as the host of this episode of Nevada Magazine is Eric Cacinero. He is the associate editor of the publication, Nevada Magazine. This is the talk show, Nevada Magazine. And before we get to our guest and before we get to today's topics of this talk show, let's dedicate this talk show to the entire Brown family. The Brown family, because as all of us know here on set, Matt and his beautiful wife had a baby this week. Uh, yes, they did. Um, their new baby has arrived, Wyatt Blake Brown, um, and they've got some absolutely fantastic photos up on Facebook. Wyatt Blake Brown. Congratulations, Matt. Congratulations, Mrs. Brown. And more importantly, hey, Blake, thanks for entering into the world. We look forward to you being the co-host of Nevada Magazine, The Set. Eric, i tell you what, what a wonderful organization to work for as well. I mean, you know, we have grown so fond of Matt Brown, the editor. We've grown so fond of you, Janet Geary, all the people involved with Nevada Magazine. Unbelievable. And this issue is phenomenal. Phenomenal, this issue. It comes out every two months. Listeners, you want to stop by Reno Town Mall here at the studios for America Matters Media. Pick up your free copy. Let's get back to the host of the show, Eric Cacinero. Thank you so much for having me, Eddie. Um, Our first guest today is uh, Nick Moody. Um, Nick is an off-road expert and ghost town enthusiast who has been involved in some absolutely awesome trips around Nevada, um, exploring some of the really lesser-known historic treasures across the state. Welcome, Nick. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, hi, Eric. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, I've uh, uh, lived in Nevada now about 15 years and uh, just started uh, with ghost towning and uh, off-roading. Uh, it's been something I've been interested in you know, since I was a kid, but uh, only moving to Nevada about 15 years ago, I started exploring uh, what we have out west here, and it just uh, became something uh, close to an obsession now as opposed to a hobby. <laughs> So back in June, Nick and I, along with a group of people interested in exploring some Nevada ghost towns, took a trip across Nevada visiting these ghost towns. Um, We visited a historic hotel and even a castle. Um, 
So before we get into the trip, can you please tell the listeners a little bit about what sparked your interest in Nevada Ghost Towns? Uh, absolutely, uh, and what happened there was uh, actually a trip from uh, from Seattle, from Nevada to to the Seattle area, and driving through uh, through Goldfield. And you know, as we talked before, you know, I just I was waiting on Stephen King to step out on a, a street corner. And I just <laughs> from that point on, I was hooked. Um, you know, late at night going through Goldfield, and I, I decided this is uh, something I have to do is explore more of the area. Thanks, Nick. Um, So let's begin with the first day on our trip. I met up with Nick and the crew in Hawthorne, um, where we began driving south on Highway 95, our first destination being the ghost town of Blair. Um, So right out of the gates, we experienced some really interesting Nevada history, including the ruins of abandoned settlement named Coaldale. Um, And from there, we traveled south on State Route 265 before reaching Blair. Can you please paint a picture for our listeners, Nick? uh, the drive out to Blair and give them some feelings for kind of what the atmosphere is like in that area. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, leaving leaving Coldell area and heading into Blair, it, it's almost like driving into a different planet. Uh, you know, there's some some really neat uh, uh, features of the area. Uh, some places they call Alcatraz Island and Goat Island, and uh, actually another mountain they call the Crater. Uh, just looks like uh, you're stepping into a different planet when you get there. Uh, really beautiful drive if you like desert scenery. So the town of Blair, once we got there, was a really awesome stop on our trip. And it was actually um, kind of just the the first real ghost town I've ever been to. Um, So trying to picture just how the town looked during its booming time was was absolutely awesome, kind of just compared to how it looks now. Um, So can you please give our listeners an understanding of the layout of the town, the look of the old buildings, and just a general view? Yeah, absolutely. You know, at Blair, uh, probably I think one of the older ghost towns in the area, uh, uh, somewhere around 1900 is my understanding is when it started. Uh, and uh, you know, the layout of the town, you're standing there looking uh, from the from the uh, top of the hill there, looking down on the town site, and imagining that there was a thousand people living in that area at one time, and now there's uh, probably three buildings that are that are left, and it's just. Uh, uh, the landscape is amazing to imagine somebody living there. You know, you can still see streets. You can still see home foundations from above. Uh, uh, and now there's just nothing. And that's just that's one of the things that always attracted me out there. It's just amazing to see how people packed up and moved away uh, when that town folded up. Absolutely. Um, so the next stop after Blair, um, we took out of out of Blair and took to Silver Peak. Um, now, while Silver Peak is technically considered a ghost town, there are still people living there. Um, so what we like to refer them as is as living ghost towns. Um, we re- encountered some really interesting pieces of history while in Silver Peak, including a post office and a really cool gas pump. Um, although our stop in Silver Peak was pretty ble- brief, please tell our listeners about the, about the town's atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Silver Peak, uh, I think, is probably the oldest uh, uh, ghost town or, or semi-ghost town. I think it started in the uh, you know, mid to late 1800s. And, uh, yeah, the gas pumps you mentioned, I think, is probably one of the most photographed uh, pieces in that area. Everybody has to stop and take a picture of their car with a gas pump that still reads a dollar a gallon on the on the pump. Uh, and you're right, it's still a semi-ghost town. There's still lithium mining going on in the area, and I think that's about the only thing that keeps that area alive. Absolutely. So after leaving Silver Peak, our group ventured across dirt roads headed for Goldfield, where we were scheduled to meet up with Goldfield historian Virginia Ridgeway. Um, 
After Virginia showed us around the cemetery for a little bit, she led us to one of our major highlights on the trip, which was a tour of the Goldfield Hotel. Um, will you please give our listeners an idea, Nick, of what it's like standing in front of that historic hotel and, and what you were thinking about before heading inside? Yeah, uh, you know, Goldfield is absolutely, like I said, that was the birthplace of my obsession with ghost towns. You know, you're standing there in that street, and uh, to me, standing in front of that hotel, you can still see uh, Virgil Earp standing there with his gun on his side. It's uh, just an amazing feeling, and, and that was absolutely the highlight of the of the trip. Thanks, Nick. Um, so stepping inside the hotel, I mean, it was absolutely incredible, very humbling, uh, getting to witness the remains of what used to be the, one of the most remarkable hotels in Nevada at the time of its completion. Um, can you please take our listeners through their own tour of the hotel, letting them know the things you saw, heard, felt? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that, that, again, that was just the highlight of the trip. You know, Virginia was an excellent host, very knowledgeable of the town. But, you know, stepping through those those large double doors in that hotel, it's, it's like stepping through a, a time machine. You know, you can actually, uh, to me, physically feel the, the remnants of, of what went on in that hotel. You can still feel the energy of the people that were there uh, in the time period. Um, you know, getting the, some of the... Uh, uh, Myths uh, and, and legends passed on to us of the, you know, the things like gunfights and things like, uh, uh, you know, the various ghosts that are said to haunt the hotel. You can just transport yourself uh, back in time for a moment. Uh, you know, Elizabeth's uh, room there is one of the, the main legends of the hotel. Uh, it was just uh, amazing stepping into that and having Virginia give us a tour of it. Uh, you know, when you step into that large atrium, that large entryway, you could just like again, you could see the the likes of of Wyatt Earp walking through there with his whiskey in hand. Absolutely. So um, after leaving the hotel, we began to drive down to our next ghost town, um, which was the place that we planned to camp that night, uh, called Gold Point. Believe it or not, we actually had to rush there to be in time for the steak dinner that awaited us in our next really? ghost town. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, uh, can you tell our listeners, Nick, a little bit about the atmosphere of Gold Point and how it's so much different than other Nevada ghost towns? Yeah, the main thing in, in Gold Point is it's actually a, a living ghost town. It's actually privately owned uh, by uh, Sheriff Stone there. Uh, I think he's been buying out pieces of the town uh, over the years until he actually owns the town. Uh, the one thing about Gold Point is it actually is an excellent Nevada uh, tourist attraction. He offers uh, you know, uh, room and board if you want to stay. They'll cook you a fine cowboy dinner with steak and potatoes and a fine cowboy breakfast the next morning. Uh, he actually has rooms there where he's restored some of the cabins, uh, you know, provides a, a, a full dinner, internet service, satellite TV, you know, believe it or not, it, it looks like a 150-year-old ghost town on the outside, but still has a lot of the creature comforts, and a uh, uh, very great place, very highly recommended for anybody uh, in that area to go spend some time with, uh, with the sheriff and the deputy and uh, uh, visit the uh, uh, the bar. You can actually, in the saloon, I, I tell you, you can be transported back to the old West days there having a drink with the guys. Well, I love it. Nick Moody, he's a special guest uh, right here of Eric Cachanero, who's the associate editor for Nevada Magazine. This is Nevada Magazine, the talk show. Come join us. We're at the Reno Town Mall or call us right now from anywhere, toll free, 855-790-8255. 
Do you need to interview applicants away from your office, but not in a restaurant or hotel room? Would you like the freedom of having a mailbox with a real address and suite number? Do you need a real person to answer your phones, not just an answering service? How about a conference room or an office for a few hours, the day, or by the month? You need the Executive Center of Reno with private offices, an executive conference room, mailboxes, and an executive assistant on-site Monday through Friday. Perfect for the insurance agent, financial advisors, marketing professionals, small business owners, and home businesses making the move to the next level. Come see for yourself at 1105 Terminal Way, Suite 202. A convenient location near the airport with Wi-Fi available. Call Lenore today, 775-786-5528. Call now, 775-786-5528. Or visit us at the executivecenterreno.com. That's the executivecenterreno.com. Do you have a favorite book or author? At LaRue Press, we have many, like young adult fantasy author Carlin Simone or Reno's best poet, Benjamin Arnold. At LRPNV.com, we host Books from All Over, a great place to discover the next bestseller. Jackie Turner is here to tell you about her book series. I'm Jackie Turner, and I'm excited to bring you the thrilling conclusion to the Birthright series. In the cage, we met four students who received supernatural information to help rescue a girl caught in an evil trap. In the bar, we discovered that only by using their gifts together could the friends save the missing child. Now, the third and final book of the Birthright series, The Lamb, will keep you in suspense to the end. Thanks, Jackie. Be sure to get your copies of the Birthright series at online retailers or LRPNV.com. Check out Jackie's books, Our Favorites, Ink Thin and Synaptic Traffic, or discover your next new best-selling author. That's LRPNV.com or contact us at 775-356-1004. Attention, please. Do you know that if you do not have a medical insurance policy on January 1st, you may have to pay a penalty to the IRS when you file your tax return? Do you know how to protect yourself from the cost of insurance premium on a policy you have now from being doubled? Health insurance is going to get a lot more complicated. Hi, my name is Jake Young. I am a medical insurance consultant with Health Benefit Associates headquartered in Reno. We are not an insurance company. We work for you. We can protect you from huge rate increases coming very soon. We will help you understand the new health insurance changes and options available throughout Nevada. Call Health Benefit Associates at 775-828-1216. We have decades of experience consulting with individuals and families and will create the best strategy and find the best plan for you before time runs out. Don't delay. Call 775-828-1216 today and you will be given the high-priority help you deserve. All right, listeners, we are back now with another segment of Nevada Magazine, the talk show. Today's host of the talk show, Nevada Magazine, is Eric Cacchanero, and he is the associate editor. We've been interviewing Nick Moody, and we're talking about ghost towns throughout the great state of Nevada with a true expert, somebody who's studied them, who's gone to them. And so now's your opportunity to join us. We're at the Reno Town Mall. You can actually get behind a microphone with any questions or comments. Pretty soon, we'll be going to a gentleman who was in the audience, does have a question for either 
either Nick Moody or the host of the show, Eric Cachanero. I have a question, Nick, if you don't mind. In that last segment, you talked about the beautiful, and I do mean that. I'm like you, beautiful Goldfield Hotel there. But you mentioned something I'm not familiar with. I, I, I don't think I made it past the bar there. But the reality, you mentioned Elizabeth's room. For our audience here at the Reno Town Mall and those listening nationwide, describe Elizabeth's room to us. Okay. Elizabeth's room uh, is actually, it's a legend that's been passed on through the days, and it's a, it actually is room 109 in the hotel. It's on the first floor. Um, it's the one room that they've kept darkened out. Um, they have not touched it during the remodeling of the hotel that, that's been going on. But what, what that is is, is supposedly uh, the George Wingfield, the actual owner of the hotel, um, actually uh, had a prostitute as a girlfriend uh, in the hotel. And he supposedly kept her chained to the radiator in the hotel uh, during that time. And uh, when she gave birth, he supposedly uh, threw the baby uh, down the mine shaft and allowed Elizabeth to die there in that room. Wow. Man, I tell you, that's a room that, if if anything, has a tremendous amount of history. Now, is this legend or is this documented in any way? It has been documented uh, by multiple ghost and paranormal shows that that uh, entity does exist in that room. Um, but as uh, I check with the Goldfield Historical Society, uh, you know, they tell me that that's uh, more legend than fact, uh, you know, that has been passed on through the years and added to. And, and uh, But as again, as I say, a lot of the paranormal groups thoroughly have investigated this, and they all believe it's real. Wow, that's unbelievable. So much history here in the state of Nevada. Listeners, if you just tuned in, we're talking ghost towns here on Nevada Magazine with today's host, uh, Eric Cachanero, who is the associate editor as he interviews Nick Moody. Remember, come join us. We're in the Reno Town Mall. You can get behind a microphone and ask any questions you may have of either, you know, Eric's special guest, Nick Moody, or Eric himself. Mike, uh, uh, you're from the audience. You have a question? wondering how many ghost towns are there in Nevada now is that including Carson City or uh, no, no never mind that's, that's with the legislature <laughs> all right Nick uh, take it away Nick how many um, you know, to my best estimate, uh, I think I, I talked to Eric about this. I hear five to six hundred, uh, if you count all the original mining camps that exist around the state. Wow! And I've heard that that same number around six hundred, um, which is just absolutely incredible. I mean, think about the amount of time it takes to explore one ghost town, let alone six hundred. You could spend a lifetime. You know, Nick, I'm glad you said that because you could spend a lifetime doing it. And it wasn't that long ago, roughly a decade ago. I remember when they were looking for an aircraft that was missing up in some of the mountainous areas for BLM, and they came across a, quote, another settlement, another ghost town they didn't even know existed, you know, for decades and decades and decades. So, you know, when you think about how much unexplored territory we have here in the great state of Nevada, boy, it opens up some doors to, and I believe you called it ghost towning. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. You could you could spend an entire year ghost Towning, couldn't you, uh, Nick? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I plan a major trip uh, like this every year, and I can uh, do 800 to 1,000 miles over five days and, and still not see, uh, you know, even a, even a 
parcel of what we had available just in Nevada, and you spread that out to Utah and California, you could keep yourself busy uh, for an absolute lifetime. And I, I meet with a lot of guys. I talk to a lot of guys that that is absolutely, uh, once we reach retirement age, that's what we do is we go out and explore. explore <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. I'm starting to explore my own backyard, believe me. Nick, I have a question for you, and then we're going to get back, if you will, to the host of today's Nevada Magazine, the talk show, Eric Cacinero, and that would be right now. What would Nick Moody's? Is there a favorite? I heard you sound like a lot of fondness towards gold, you know, field. But is there another ghost town that really sticks out and and kind of gives you that feeling of man? I can't wait to go back and explore a little more of that ghost town. Is there a ghost town? Uh, absolutely. You know, Goldfield is definitely top on the list. And, uh, you know, this trip had Blair uh, on it. But Blair is a place I do want to go back to. That's probably one of my top favorites. It's not easily accessible. Not everybody knows about it. So you still see a lot of artifacts uh, laying around. Um, you know, so that's probably one of my favorites. It's one I plan on going back to. Absolutely. I I think Blair was definitely one of my favorites on the trip also. It was uh, just very unique as far as Ghost Town goes. Um so let's get back to the trip. Um, so we left off at Gold Point. Um, we continued our way down to what is quite literally a castle in the middle of the desert, the Hard Luck Castle. Uh, Nick, can you please tell our listeners how a castle ended up all the way in the middle of the Nevada desert? Yeah, sure. I, I think what I, what I understand, talking to Randy Johnson, uh, the owner of the castle now, he was just uh, on an off-roading trip, uh, somewhat like like we were doing, Eric, and, and needed a place to camp for the night and found this cabin adjacent to the Hard Luck Mine. Um, and he decided that he was going to stay there. And uh, in 2012, he started building the building. Uh, he started building the castle uh, one brick at a time, literally, uh, by hand. So... Uh, Nick, can you paint a picture of what the Hard Luck Castle looks like from the outside? Uh, from the outside, it's, it is just a remarkable thing to see. It, to me, it is definitely, it looks like a medieval castle when you approach it from the outside. Uh, with the exception of the few structures that lie around it, it, it looks like something you would expect to see uh, King Henry standing on the porch. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Nick. So um, we got to the castle, met with Randy who is the owner and, and the builder, um, and he was kind enough to welcome us in for an awesome tour. Uh, Nick, will you please take the audience through the castle and let them know what it was like? Uh, sure, and, and this is, you know, imagine this thing is at least, I, I think it's like 8,000 square feet of structure total. Uh, you know, you step in, uh, you go up the long ramp to the front door. Uh, everything there is is handmade. All of the ironwork is handmade. Uh, you know, with the hard luck, uh, the HL over the door. You know, you go into the main atrium, and it's it's just phenomenal. All the tile that he's used is, is imported uh, from around the world. Uh, again, every brick in this thing is hand-laid uh, or hand-formed in the yard. Um, you know, you go, the, the center of the structure is housing a, a beautiful water fountain that you can see from anywhere on the staircase. Um, uh, again, just, just a wonderful handwork of this entire structure. Uh, the main feature to me is the fact that he has one of the largest pipe organs I have ever seen uh, on one floor of the castle. And uh, he plans on restoring and finishing this pipe organ so that they can do concerts and you can hear it uh, throughout the desert. 
So again, just a phenomenal structure, just uh, absolutely beautiful from the entry door to you step out to the, uh, you know, the power section. Uh, the castle is fully self-supporting. Everything is there, water, uh, solar power, wind power. Uh, no need to rely on the outside world when you're there in the castle. Thank you, Nick. So something very interesting that Randy told us while we were out there was after a decade of work building his home, he wants to sell the castle, um, complete with everything inside. And I think the way he put it was he wants to take his dogs, take his boat, and get out of there, leave everything furnished completely. Really? Um, you know, down from everything from DVDs to, to food. Well, so, we, we certainly know a lot of realtors that would love to have that listing, right? Yes, absolutely. And so for, uh, for listeners interested in taking their own tour of the castle and possibly checking, checking it out, um, can you please let them know a number they can call to schedule the tour? Absolutely. Give uh, just give Randy a call seven seven five seven two 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 four one three. Randy's an excellent host. He, he loves to, to host tours of the castle. Uh, certainly loves to try to talk you into taking it away. And uh, one thing I, I do want to note, Eric, is he said if he couldn't sell it by the time he was ready to depart, he was going to actually donate the castle to one of the Desert Research Institutes. That's right. That's right. Um... So after leaving the castle, um, our next and final ghost tour stop was Bonnie Claire. Bonnie Claire was interesting because it looked exactly how I would picture a ghost town to look like. Um, old wooden buildings, abandoned mine shafts, even an old mill up on the hill adjacent to the town site. Um, can you please tell our listeners a little bit about Bonnie Claire, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bonnie Claire was was uh, started, I understand, around 1880. Uh, actually, formed around the well there, and it was actually a, a stagecoach stop, and then later a, a train stop. And it was actually uh, housed uh, the smelting ovens for the Lippincott Mines in Death Valley. Uh, and you're right; it's privately owned now. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of vandals have have attacked the uh, the structure, so now it's mostly blocked off. But it, it's still wonderful to stop and look at from outside the fence or. Uh, even take a tour by the uh, stagecoach station that still remains uh, across the street. All right. Thank you so much for being our guest on the show today, Nick, and reliving some awesome uh, explorations of some of Nevada's lesser-known treasures. And to our listeners, you can read all about our ghost town trip in much greater detail in the September-October issue of Nevada Magazine. Um, I encourage everyone to subscribe to the magazine. We're continuously publishing great stories like this one that give people a look at some really unique aspects of the Silver State. We also have our 2014 historical Nevada or historical calendar and our historical Nevada book coming out in October, which features some amazing photos taken in Nevada. Uh, both make great gifts for Nevada lovers and history buffs alike, and can be ordered on our website at nevadamagazine.com or by calling Carrie at 775-687-0601. All right, listeners, for those of you listening on our Fox News affiliate, 99.1 FM, talk our flagship station for America Matters Media and Nevada Magazine, the talk show. That wraps it up this week. Come join us. That's every single solitary Friday, 10 a.m., here in the Reno Town Mall, where you can learn more about the great state of Nevada. To come meet the people in person who make it all happen. For those of you listening on other radio stations nationwide, keep your seats. We're going to come back right after these words from our great sponsors. You're going to live in just one place. I'll Nevada. A way of life. 101.3 Renegade Radio. 
If you're starting a business, you're going to need some stuff. And if you're getting rid of a business, you're going to want to get rid of some stuff. I suggest you go to Acme Liquidators. That's right, Acme Liquidators, 903 East 4th Street, downtown Reno. Acme is a professional liquidator company for retail and commercial sites. They're going to go anywhere on the West Coast. They buy, sell, consign, trade, and rent, store displays, and restaurant equipment. Their inventory changes all the time. Acme Liquidators. Buy, sell, trade, and consign, and save up to 50% or more. This is a veteran-owned business, and if you're a veteran, you can save an additional 20%. Visit acmeliquidators.com today. Access to healthcare network. Are you or your children uninsured? If you need affordable medical care, call Access to Healthcare Network, a nonprofit program for uninsured Nevadans, offering steep discounts on everything from inpatient hospital care to all forms of medical, dental, and vision care. Call 877-385-2345. Access to Healthcare Network. AHN is not insurance. AHN does not pay for healthcare services. Members must meet income guidelines and pay providers at the time of service. AHN is a nonprofit medical discount plan registered with the State of Nevada Division of Insurance. America Matters Media, in conjunction with New to You Computers, have created a special for only $250. Your company will receive 20 one-minute spots to be aired during America Matters Media radio programming on several of our radio affiliates. A free smartphone app created for your business, plus a free computer loaded with mouse, monitor, and keyboard loaded with Windows 7 and Microsoft Office. All to be donated to the veteran of your choice. Give us a call, 775-827-8900. That's 827-8900. 20 spots, a custom smartphone app, and a computer for the veteran of your choice. $250 for all that? 775-827-8900. Help us help a United States veteran. Call 775-827-8900. Call now. Come check out one of the Truckee Meadows' best-kept secrets, the Reno Town Mall. Located across the street from the Atlantis Casino Resort, the Reno Town Mall is just steps from the Reno Sparks Convention Center and is home to a variety of merchants, including a full-service grocery store, food source. Other tenants at the Reno Town Mall include the Washoe County Library, Burlington Coat Factory, Marcel's Bridal, a proper fit footwear, Jonathan Levy's Ballet Training Center, and Access to Healthcare Network. This unique urban mall will fit in perfectly with your busy lifestyle. Stop at the Aroma Club Cafe for your morning coffee or perhaps a quick business lunch at Round Table Pizza. The Reno Town Mall is also home to the Reno Sparks Convention and Visitors Authority, Northern Nevada Job Connect, the Great Works of China Import Store, and America Matters Media. Come join the audience as we record live radio shows. Stop by the Reno Town Mall today for the best Reno has to offer. Ain't no way one day I will say I shoulda, coulda, had a Hey, you're gonna live in just one place I'll take the better 
All right, listeners, uh, shoulda, coulda, hadda. That means it is Nevada Magazine, the talk show today, hosted by none other than Eric Cacinero, who is the associate editor of our state publication, Nevada Magazine, the one publication that belongs on every business, every family's coffee table throughout the great state of Nevada because of the quality of that publication. If you've never seen it, stop by the Reno Town Mall, for instance, and pick up a free copy compliments of nevada magazine this is nevada magazine the talk show let's go to the host of the show right now who will also introduce his very special guest and remember you can come join us too you can come get behind a microphone reno town mall you can also get involved in today's show by calling locally this number 775-827-8900 or toll-free from anywhere in the nation. It is 855-790-TALK. Again, it's 855-790-8255. Let's now go to the host of the show, the associate editor for Nevada Magazine, Eric Cacinero. Thank you so much, Eddie. Uh, so our, our next guest today is Gail Rappa. Gail has been involved with the Tuscarora Society Hall which is an awesome new community center and museum that celebrates the history of one of Nevada's lesser-known living ghost towns, Tuscarora. Welcome, Gail. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks for having me. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm a full-time Tuscarora resident. I'm a jewelry artist. And I live um, here with my husband, who's also an artist, Ron Arto, who's a plein air painter. And we have two kids. Um, and... Let me let me I, ask you a question, Gail. Sure. Don't mean to jump in on you, dear, but I, I, I do need to ask you, are you calling on a cell phone? Or if you can, elevate uh, the voice and make sure you keep that phone really steady because you were breaking up a little bit on us, and we certainly don't want to miss one moment of the Tuscarora Society. Okay. I'm not. I'm actually on a landline, but, I, you know, Tuscarora... Um a little bit like a tin can sometimes. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's okay, dear. We'll we'll keep that phone cranked up in Tuscarora, okay? okay? okay so you're coming in loud and clear right now, so uh, I really appreciate it. And again, if you don't mind, personalize the show a little bit. Where were you born, educated? What led you to the Tuscarora Society Hall? <laughs> well, let's see. I was actually born back east, um, and then we moved um, to California um, when I was young. Um, and so I grew up in the Bay Area. Um, in Palo Alto, and um, and there's actually a funny Tuscarora Palo Alto connection that I can talk about later. But um, uh, I grew up in Palo Alto, and then uh, when I graduated high school, I moved to um, Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I lived there for ten years. And then, in a roundabout way, um, via my um, you know not then yet husband, um, I came to Tuscarora in 1996 for the first time. Um, well, he was already had been living here, and he bought his property up here. Um, and he wanted to live someplace where he could, uh, you know, restore an old house and support himself with his painting and have solitude. And um, and this was just the right place for him. So in 1997, um, I moved up full time, and um, I've been here ever since. So for people tuning in who have never heard of Tuscarora, can you please let them know uh, uh, where it's located and how to get there? Sure. Um, Tuscarora is 52 miles northwest of Elko. So um, if you're heading, uh, you know, north on 225, which is Mountain City Highway, um, out, you're heading outside of Elko, um, you go 26 miles, and then you 
hang a left at 226, which is also at the corner of uh, the bar in Lone Mountain Station. You hang a left there, and you go another 26 miles. You hit another bar, the Hill Canyon Club, and then you hang another left, uh, which takes you seven miles on the, a very good dirt road um, that leads you to Tuscarora. Thank you, Gail. Uh, so I understand Tuscarora has quite an interesting past. Can you please give our listeners a history of Tuscarora and let them know how the town came to be? Yeah, you know, that's a big undertaking, and that's part of the reason why we, we started the Society Hall, was because there is a vast um, amount of history about Tuscarora. But um, kind of in a nutshell, um, it's a, a mining town that was founded um, pretty much... Um, 1867 was when uh, John and Stephen Beard, of two brothers, um, first discovered uh, gold um, in Tuscarora, and they actually named uh, the town after um, the Tuscarora uh, Civil War battleship that one of the uh, one of the guys in their um, their group had served on, and so they came up here, um, and you know it progressed. Um, 1871. Uh, William Weed discovered silver on the east side of Mount Blitzen, and that's kind of when things really took off. Um, so it was a it was a boom town. It was um, at its peak. There was anywhere, depending on which history you read, there's anywhere from three to five thousand people. Um, sometimes even here, ten thousand people. But we we tend to go towards more the five thousand number. Um, and uh, and it was gold and silver. So let's talk about the recently renovated Society Hall, uh, which recently celebrated its grand opening. What did the Society Hall used to be, and uh, how did it become what it is today? Well, the Society Hall has had many different, uh, many different incarnations in its past because it was built in um, about 1870. Um, we don't have an exact built built date on it, but um, about 18. 18- 77 is, is there our first record of it. Um, and it was originally occupied um, in the base, a full basement, which had this, what was called the Silver Brick Saloon, and then the, the top area was um, a dis- district recorder's office. Um, but it's most well-known historically um, in the first part of its life as the uh, Masonic Lodge, because it was, it was, the reason why it was called the Society Hall was because it was used by all of the um, Local uh, societies, you know, the the, the brotherhoods and sisterhoods, the uh, Knights of Pythias, the um, Independent Orders of Odd Fellows, um, you know, the, of course, the Masons, United Order, um, you know, United Workmen. They all had their meetings there um, originally before they went off and built their own uh, lodges, their own their own homes. So, um, so that's where the uh, we decided to go back to its original name because. Uh, because it was just a great description of, of you know, what we wanted to represent a society, a, you know, a hall for for all of the different aspects of Tuscarora and the Dominican Wow, Gail, thank you. Um, so the Society Hall, as I mentioned, recently celebrated its grand opening uh, back in July. Can you please tell our listeners a little bit about how the grand opening went? Well, it was great. It was uh, it was a bit of a push, uh, but definitely a community uh, a community effort that pulled it off. Um, we had. You know, we had incredible volunteers. Um, we were able to get a really generous grant from the Nevada um, Humanities um, that helped fund uh, the historic display that we did um, inside of the hall, which is still up on display, and it's called 
Tuscarora and Independence Valley then and now. Um, and so that was great, because a lot of people, even if they had, even people who were familiar with Tuscarora or had been kind of keeping up with the, um, the restoration project, had never seen the display. So that was something really great to kind of, you know, expose everybody to. Um, and, and it was great. We, we probably had, I mean, I didn't do a, a, I never got a final exact count, but we probably had close to 400 people over the two days of the grand opening. Wow. So, and the grand opening weekend runs, uh, this, uh, we ran a consecutive with our biannual um, Tuscora Open Studios, which um, which we used to do over Memorial Weekend, but we, we bumped it up, we bumped it back this year so that we could have it with the grand opening in July. So where did the idea for the Society Hall stem from? Well, that was kind of, um, it was a two-part thing. Um, you know, the, the gentleman um, who owned the building, um, before uh, we purchased it, um, he had started the process of trying to get funding through the State Historic Preservation Office um, to get the building restored um, at the community center and as you know, as um, a gallery for you know the, the artist residence things like that. Um, his name is John Fonestock, and and when um, and he. When he was not able to, to follow through, he didn't live here full time, and then he ran into problems because it was a privately owned building. Um, we we kind of took that over, um, and and I went to you know in my naivete, this is this is 2001, so this is you know what 12 years ago. Um, I went to the county and I said, well, what do we need to, to take? What was this going to take to get this building restored as a community center? And they said, well, we can only you know apply to grants if we own the building. Um, so I said, okay, if we get you the building, then then you're eligible for grants. And they said, sure. And I think, you know, I think they thought that was the end of that. And so we went ahead and we did a fundraiser and we raised $20,000. And, and John Bonasek was really generous to sell it to us for um, for only $20,000. And, um, and we bought the building and then we deeded it over to Elko County. And then they started the grant process, which... Um, Anybody who has worked with any sort of government organization knows that there's ups and downs, and it's a it's a one step forward, two step back, very long process. But um, but we did get all of um, a lot of generous funding through State Historic Preservation. Wow! I tell you what, restore the building. listeners, right now this is Nevada Magazine, the talk show. It is hosted today by Eric uh, Cacinero. He is the associate editor, and what we're doing is we're actually interviewing Gail Rapinow of the uh, Tuscarora Society Hall, and we want you involved. Come join us. We're at the Reno Town Mall, where you can actually get behind a microphone locally if you'd like to chime in with a question or a comment. That number is seven seven. Five eight two seven eight nine zero zero. If you're listening to us, and we know you are nationwide, coast to coast and border to border, call us toll free. That number is eight five five seven nine zero eight two five five. Hello, this is Worldwide Bank. Press one for accounts. Two for balance information. Three for give your house back to us department. Four for the We Lost Your Modification Application Department. Five for the Stay On Hold Forever Department. Hello, this is Ivana for Close A Lot. Can I help you? Hello? Unbelievable! Don't let the bank win. Call 359-1936 today. 
Hello, I'm attorney Carlin Kidder of the Kidder Law Group, a debtor's rights law firm. Our law firm offers solutions to people who find themselves behind on bills, are hopelessly underwater on their house, and who want to make their financial picture bright again. We offer free consultations. Give us a call and schedule an appointment so that we can come up with a solution that fits you. Once again, that's 359-1936 or visit our website, kidderlawgroup.com. In today's economy, it's more important than ever to take care of your money. Proper wealth management strategies are essential to help you to achieve your retirement income goals. The talented wealth specialists at Sierra Financial Advisors will focus on developing smart, innovative strategies to help you to protect and grow your nest egg. Your no-cost consultation will tackle not only your investments, but your insurance, debt, mortgage, retirement, college planning, and current income needs. Katie and her team of experts at Sierra Financial Advisors will focus on cultivating a long-term relationship with you to develop and implement smart wealth-building strategies so you can handle whatever life throws at you. To make an appointment for your no-cost consultation, please call Katie Coombs at Sierra Financial Advisors at 885-8847 or find her online at SFA. LLC.com. Securities offered through First Global Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through First Global Advisors, Inc. Think local and support our local economy. Shop smart and get the best local daily deal at BumbleDeal.com. BumbleDeal.com is locally owned, serving Reno and Sparks with awesome deals from local merchants. That's why we're buzzing. Why is BumbleDeal.com your best bet for super savings and fun? You get 50 to 90% off in local shops and earn free honey money when you refer a friend. But wait, there's more. It's the only deal that gets better every day till it goes away, but don't wait too long or it's gone. Okay, get deals like this. 86% off child care. 86 86% off vocal lessons, 82% off eyelash extensions, 80% off a luscious mineral bath, up to 90% off dining. That's why we're buzzing. There's no better way to enjoy life, save money, and support our local economy. The buzz is on the locally owned Daily Deal, where you get 50 to 90% off in local shops and support two local businesses with every awesome deal. Only at BumbleDeal.com. Log on and join today. All right, listeners, we are back now with another segment. Matter of fact, the final segment of Nevada Magazine, the talk show with Eric Cacchanero. He's associate editor of Nevada Magazine, the publication. Right now, this is the talk show, Get Involved. He has been interviewing Gail Rappa, and we're talking about the Tuscarora Society Hall. If you have questions or comments, you can join us. Reno Town Mall, get behind the microphone. If you want to go to Facebook, you can do that. Go to americamatters.us, leave a question or a comment for Debbie McCarthy, and she will field it with Eric right here live on Nevada Magazine Talk Show. Let's get back to the host of the show, Eric Cacchanero. Thanks, Eddie. Um, So let's get right back into it. Um, The Tuscarora Society Hall is quite a feat. Transforming a quite old building into a brand new historic center isn't an easy task. Um, So can you please tell our listeners about um, how the town of Tuscarora managed to achieve that goal? Um. Well, like I was saying, it's um, it's been a, a bit of a process. But um, after we purchased the building and deeded it over to um, Elko County, then they um, they applied for the grant through the State Historic Preservation um, Office, um, and and we uh, we partnered with um, with Elko County to do that. Uh, they did, they were in charge of writing the grant, um, and then the community just did a whole lot of you know, kind of filling in the gaps, whatever, 
whatever SHPO wasn't able to fund or, or you know, uh, didn't fall into their guidelines, then, then we took up the slack and we did that. For instance, um, one of our, our in-kind contributions was to do um, uh, restore the doors, the original doors of the building, uh, which are over 11 feet tall, the, the uh, wooden doors. So we had skilled labor in our community, uh, one of which is my husband and, and a couple other really um, skilled carpenters, uh, Russell Phillips and um, Doug McSellen. Um, and they uh, restored the original wood doors. And then there's these beautiful old metal doors that um, would uh, go on top of those. And those were restored um, with volunteer, you know, all um, at their own cost. So that helped a lot. Um, those were done, the metal doors were done by um, Carlin Skills USA, a, a, a group um, headed by um, Justin Munson in Carlin. Thanks, Gail. Um, so I understand the Society Hall doesn't have conventional hours, but I believe tours are available by appointment. Can you please let our listeners who are interested in seeing the Society Hall know um, how they can visit? Sure. You know, we're just uh, we were open. We were open on the weekends through um, through Labor Day. Um, you know, from ten to one, just with volunteers sitting, um, and then from. From now until um, October 31st, it's by appointment. Um, so you, people can email me directly um, if they're going to be heading up this way, and we can make sure that somebody will be here to let them into the hall and, and you know give them a little tour. Um, it's a pretty much self-directed tour, but there's some you know there's a, great, a couple of great um, short films that you can watch in the hall, um, and of course the display is um, you can take you can easily take three hours to see the you know to learn learn all the history and see the whole display. Thanks, Gail. So um, can you go ahead and give our listeners your contact information um, in case they want to get a hold of you to, to schedule that appointment? Sure. It's, um, it's Tuscarora, T-U-S-C-A-R-O-R-A, and the number is 3-8 at Thank you, Gail. Um, so pe- for people who have never visited the Society Hall, can you please take us through the building and give us kind of an idea of what it looks like and uh, what we can expect while visiting? Sure. I mean, the building itself um, is a beautiful, um, you know, old hand-hewn stone building from, you know, the late 1800s, late, you know, 1877. Um, and you can see pictures of it, actually, and see pictures of the inti- inside of the display on our Facebook page. The Tuscarora um, Society Hall has its own Facebook page. Um, and it's a great way to kind of get a sampling of what, what you'll be coming up and seeing with the display. Um, but when you come inside the building... Um, there are 10 panels, some of them as large as 4 by 8 um, that we were fortunate enough to have one of our local um, ranch families. Um, one of the gals is a, a, a talented former graphic designer and has the equipment and the know-how, and she was able to um, produce these, um, these panels for us. Um, and so we have 10 different panels, and they the topics uh, range from, you know, to you know, large panels about the general Tuscarora history, uh, two panels about the five main ranches um, and ranching families in our valley. Uh, there's a mining uh, panel. There's a Chinese um, panel about the Chinese uh, miners that lived here. Uh, there's a panel about our cemetery, um, a panel about hunting, fishing, and trapping in the area throughout the years, um, a panel about our schools in our, um, in our valley school, which we still have. So we have a um, which my son is at right now. <laughs> we have a, a, a valley school that serves K through eight, independent valley school. Wow! And then, of course, a panel about um, the history of the building itself. 
You know, Gail, I'm going to jump in, if you don't mind, for months and months and months now. I've been able to listen to and and be peripherally involved in Nevada Magazine, the talk show. Such great guests that Matt Brown has brought on set. Such great guests, Janet Geary, Eric uh, Cacinero, and and Carrie, and some of the others who have hosted Nevada Magazine, the talk show. And one of the things I've always asked and learned from them is... What sets your town apart? If if you were to say to me just one thing with that magic wand as to why I would want to come, and I've heard answers that ranged all the way from it's because of our beautiful golf courses to it's because of our beautiful scenery or it's a great place to write or paint, what would you describe in uh, one phrase, Tuscarora? Wow, one phrase. That's a tough one. Um, you know, I'd have to say... Um it's uh, the unique history um, partnered with the unique present-day um, experience of Tuscarora. Wow. Um, we have, you know, we have such a rich history in this area, not just in the town itself, but in the surrounding um, in the surrounding ranches. Um, and it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty rare slice of life anymore. Um, what what we have out here. Um, it is isolated, but it's also um, it's also incredibly vital and active um, at the same time. Um, so I think I think that's a really unique thing to experience anymore in our very uh, busy, you know. Uh, societies that most of us live. Well, I tell you what, you've sold me. It's a <laughs> fast-paced life we live today, and another reason why to go and enjoy the history and the surroundings of Tuscarora. Let's get back to the host of the show right now, and he is interviewing Gail right here, uh, and we're talking Gail Rappa from the Tuscarora Society Hall. Let's get back to Eric uh, Cacciadero. Eric? Uh, thanks, Gail, uh, for giving us that information about Tuscarora. And, and one kind of thing I wanted to bring up also is I understand Tuscarora has a, a pottery school there um, that is is pretty well known. Um, do you think you can give us a little bit of information on that? Sure, yeah. Um, um, Dennis and Julie Parks actually started the Tuscarora Pottery School, um, and they called it the Tuscarora Pottery School of Summer Retreat, back in 1966. Um, and uh, uh, Ben Parks, uh, Dennis's son, continues to run summer um, work- pottery workshops. They're they're usually two two weeks. Um, you know, you can do one of one of two. Usually runs two two week sessions, and it's great because people come up. Um, it's all the way from beginners to intermediate to people who are professional potters, and they've had students from I mean, literally all over the world. Um, so it's got an international reputation, um, a great deal in part because of um, Dennis Parsons' international reputation as a as a as a potter. Um, and it's a great experience because people come up; um, they're they are completely immersed in throwing pots. I mean, that's what there is. You don't you don't get to kind of go, okay, I'll take a you know I'll take a break and go see a matinee at the theater. I mean, when you're up here, that's what you're doing. You're you're up here. You're at the pottery school, and so it's it's an incredible experience for a lot of people. And, um, and, you know, we have heard so many people say it's changed my life and, and I'll be back. So it's great. And, and it's great that, it, uh, that Ben is able to keep it going. 
All right, listeners, this is Gail Rappa, and, and Eric Cacchanero has been interviewing her, and we've been talking about Tuscarora and talking specifically about the Tuscarora Society Hall. Come join the audience, if you will. A lot of people here have just joined us. Beautiful young lady just joined the set, Eric, and I'm sure a friend of yours, correct? Um, yes, a, a good a good friend of mine, Jillian Brune, has uh, has visited the show all right well what we'll do is we'll dedicate this show to her as well as tuscarora thanks for joining us here at the reno town mall uh, you know we have enough time right now gail if you don't mind be kind enough i, I know eric and a lot of the people here in the audience uh, would like to know your contact information again i know i personally have a new reason to come to tuscarora yeah, great um yeah so folks who are interested in coming up and want to have um a tour um of the of the society hall and see the display you can contact me via email um tuscarora t-u-s-c-a-r-o-r-a 38 at yahoo.com and uh, you know just if they email me then we can arrange uh, but mostly it's you know we try to do it on the weekends and we will be doing it by appointment through um, probably through nevada day probably through the end of um, october and then we'll probably shut down for the winter. wow thank you so much gail uh, for sharing all the great information about Tuscarora and the exceptional new Society Hall. Once again, listeners, you can read all about the Tuscarora Society Hall in our September-October issue of Nevada Magazine. And again, I encourage you to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. The magazine is absolutely loaded with information about the Silver State, and we're continuously unveiling information about countless aspects of this great state. Also keep in mind our 2014 Nevada Historical Calendar and our Historical Nevada Book are available for pre-order now. Both will be coming out in October and feature some amazing historic photos taken in Nevada. Uh, both make great gifts for Nevada lovers and history buffs and can be ordered on our website at nevadamagazine.com or by calling our circular, circulation manager, Carrie, at 775-687-0610. This has been Nevada Magazine, the talk show, brought to you by Nevada Magazine, the publication, and America Matters Media. Come join us each and every Friday at 10 a.m. right here in the Reno Town Mall. Hey, we'll see you next week. You're going to live in just one place. I'll take Nevada. Oh,